one pitch. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. you hear me that call means it's time for a swing and a tribe mlb podcast i am your host chase smith and with me tribe insider president of phoenix bats joel armbruster joel what's up man chase it's been a uh, i thought it was gonna be a very rough week but i think we kind of redeemed ourselves last night so now i'm i'm back on the wagon i'm excited again and, and maybe the bats have woken up i don't know we turned a corner let's let's talk about the week in review week six we had uh, we kind of closed out two series and started another one. The Cubs, Mariners, and Rangers. Joel, give us an overview of what happened th- this past week, brother. Oh man! Well, I mean, last we spoke, we, you know, we've gone three and three. Uh, we we talked. I said uh, I thought they would split it with the Cubs, and they did. Albeit mm-hmm. that that first game, I mean, I don't know what the deal is. Kyle Schwarber just owns Cleveland, owns really? Progressive Field. I don't get it. I mean, he hit some lasers that night. Luckily, we were able to redeem ourselves the next night and stuff. Um, but then we lost two or three, or I'm sorry, excuse me, two or four to the Mariners. Very good team. Mm-hmm. Um, no shame in that. But the problem is we gave up a lot of runs, and the bats just weren't waking up in time for us. But So he- here's my question. Why are the Mariners not better? They have one of the best pitchers in, in the majors, right, in, in King Felix. Why they, they just, like, don't care? I, I feel like they're the uh, – New Orleans Pelicans of the MLB. They have an incredible dominant player. And aside from this postseason success for the Pelicans, I just feel like the, the Mariners always do nothing, even though they have one of the best pitchers. Is, is, is that an incorrect evaluation, or what's wrong with them? No, there's nothing wrong with the Mariners. They're 16-11, and 11, but as far as King Felix, I mean, he's on the downside of his career. Um, still a great pitcher. I'd still take him over many people, but his velocity – I mean, it's down. It's, he's wearing. He's pitched a lot over his career and such. Still a great player and stuff, but, you know, taking, you know, splitting with the Mariners, not bad. It's just disappointing being at home and stuff. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I was also a little bit disappointed in the attendance the last several games at home. I know last night we were at 13,000 um, for a beautiful, I thought, Monday night in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, we just got to get out there and support these guys. Well, I, I had uh, a couple friends who um, went to the Mariners games, but they would uh, they went to the first inning, went and caught the, the the Cavs playoff game, and then came back at the ninth inning. And he said that there were thousands of people who were doing that, walking in the stadium with their maroon whatever it takes t shirts as like a badge of honor, and everyone was cheering. And so I know there's been a lot going on in Cleveland. So maybe uh, maybe I don't know. Some people were out watching the, tr- the Cavs try to lose that series. Yeah, I can't, can't blame them on that. But, hey, warmer weather coming around. Hopefully yes. we'll be uh, getting up there in the 20s every game and such. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So they split with the Cubs. They split with the Mariners. They, they, they have three games or four-game series for those? Uh, the Mariners, I believe, was a four-game series. It was Thursday through Sunday. And then last night we opened a, a new series with the Rangers. Um, God, we really, really tried to blow that one. And luckily – about seventh inning last night, I believe our bats came alive, and they mm-hmm. might be coming alive for good at this point. And I, I remember um, there was a stat that I was reading at the time. I think Hammy said it on the radio. I think we were batting 197. Yeah, I saw that. Runners in score, scoring position until the seventh inning last night. And then Lindor, Kipnis, and Ramirez just went off, and luckily we were able to pull that one out. So, And I think the Rangers, they're a team in the AL, very good tests kind of the start of the season here for the, for the tribe. Uh, the Rangers uh, kind of teetering, maybe on playoffs, not sure. Uh, had a down year last year, but this is a very good test. 
and hopefully they can kind of take care of the series. Uh, would, would you agree the Rangers are kind of teetering there on October baseball? No, actually, I wouldn't agree with that. They're kind of the bottom dwellers right now in the West. They're running at 11 and 19. Um, you hate to say it because that's st- that division's stacked. The Astros, the Mariners, and the Angels. I don't think the Rangers are going to be sniffing the postseason right now. Gotcha. And probably not the Mariners either. I, I forgot they're in that, in that division with the, with the Astros and the Angels. The Angels are playing tough. You know what, between, I mean, you and I, you know, kind of in the same era and everything, when we did the whole realignment and the Astros went to the AL, I'm still struggling with that. But, I mean, interleague play every day, it's still a struggle for me, honestly. Gotcha. One of the things we want to do here on a Swing and a Tribe is provide you with information. If you didn't watch the games, that's okay. We'll, we'll get you caught up. Uh, Joel, who would you say would be the hitter of the week uh, for the Tribe uh, over, those, over those games? I, I mean – I'd love to just give it to Jose Ramirez, but I mean, he's just been hitting almost 400 the last 15 games and stuff, but I'm actually going to give it to Yonder Alonso this week. Guys coming out of his shell, um, eight homers on the season, had another one last night. Uh, he's our replacement for Carlos Santana. And honestly, if you compare the stats between him and Santana, we are not missing anything. Um, with Santana, I mean, great guy, great guy to have in the clubhouse and all that, but it's Yonder Alonso is a really good club clubhouse presence been fantastic funny guy if you follow him on twitter and everything he's got some funny stuff um he was very funny in the off season as well kind of getting to know the his teammates and gathering people around but he's i think he's warming up coming out of his shell now and eight homers on the year leading our team and i think it's it's a good time to be a cleveland fan what what is yonder alonzo's story he has a really fun name uh but whenever that transaction happened in the off season i didn't really know of him or what his story was. Do you know where we got him from? We, uh, he actually was free agent signing. I think he played, if I remember correct, it was split between uh, Oakland and Seattle last year. Okay. Um, you have to forgive me if I can't. Yeah, it was. Um, and he was actually originally drafted by the Reds. Uh, I believe in the first round, I think he was the seventh overall pick. And he, mm-hmm. he was a big prospect. And I think he got traded to San Diego. And I can't remember what that deal was. There was a huge deal in Cincinnati. You have to forgive me, Chase. I'm, put me on the spot. I cannot remember what that deal was back in, in the offseason of, I think, 11. That's all right. I just said the Rangers could be playing October baseball, so I think we're even. <laughs> hey, it's, it's May 1st. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's actually um, born in Cuba. Uh, obviously, Cuba is big baseball, mm. big baseball country. And um, if I remember also correctly, he's the brother-in-law of Manny Machado. Oh, so, I mean, he's got a lot of baseball in his family and stuff. And yeah. good news is his last, uh, last seven games, I know he's batting 261. Uh, three homers, again, one last night. Dude's just going to pound the ball now. Ex- exit velocity, which, you know, you hear that all the time, mm-hmm. you know, Sports Center, all in, on the radio and everything. His exit velocity right now is averaging 91 miles an hour, which is nothing to cringe about. Right, right. So he was brought in to your place, Santana, correct? Correct. Yeah. Santana signed the big contract with the Phillies in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually Santana is currently batting 153 with only two homers and 11 RBIs. So right now yonder is doubling everything that Santana is doing. Love Santana. Great guy to have around for the Cle- for Cleveland and everything, but we just weren't going to match that uh, 20 million a year uh, contract that the Phillies offered. Yep. Joel, who would you give uh, the award of pitcher of the week for the tribe? Oh, Got to give it to the machine Kluber. Kluber's just, he's lights out and everything. I mean, my two favorite pitchers, obviously, being a big old Cleveland homer and stuff, but Kluber and Bauer. Bauer had a great game last night. Did not come away with the W because our bullpen couldn't hold it and we didn't get enough run support right away. But Kluber's been on fire. I think he had uh, double-digit strikeouts his last outing. 
Kluber's, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's a machine, man. You can count on him every time he goes out. Now, let's try to zoom out here a little bit. Kluber's had an incredibly accomplished career. Um, I, I feel like I've been following the tribe, and I've heard of Kluber for a couple of years now. Joel, where does Kluber stand in his career? Are, are we looking at we'll have him for another couple of years, or is his elite play is it, it kind of maybe coming to an end? What would you say about Kluber's career here? I think the way he takes care of himself and his mechanics of how he pitches, I, I think he's got a good three to five years left, honestly, of good, solid uh, productivity. Um, is he going to be a 20-win guy here three or four years from now? I mean, can't say. I mean, I would say no right now because until our bats wake up, ain't nobody on our, uh, Cleveland going to be a 20-win guy. But I know we have him under contract currently uh, through 2019, so another year after this. Mm-hmm. And I do believe there's a 2020, like, buyout or you know mutual option or something um and we'll just i mean he's reasonable for a you know cy young award winner i think he's only making 10 to 13 million this year and next year yep each year excuse me gotcha so let's uh yonder alonzo congratulations you are the first swing in a tribe hitter of the week and congrats to kluber put this up on your mantle pitcher of the week a swing in a tribe we'll send your trophy in the mail a look for that shortly uh joel let's jump to the the dl report something that uh we always got to keep tabs on it's such a long baseball season uh and how did the tribe come out this week as far as health wise well big news i mean when i thought you know after we uh recorded last week i was like oh you know it's going to be a struggle to come up with news and then immediately andrew miller went on the dl strained Mm -hmm. hamstring um his impact you can't overstate his impact on our bullpen um when we got him from the Yankees two years ago in the uh, 16 season, he's really what kind of helped drive us to the World Series that year. Getting us to Shaw and Allen and that bullpen and everything, he was the catalyst that just shut everybody down. So him being on the DL right now, I, we're struggling in the bullpen, and it showed last night. Um, Francona actually brought in Cody Allen, our closer, um, in the eighth inning with only one out, and we were down by a run. He brought in our closer in the eighth, and we were down by a run. Um, that's how panicked we are right now without having Andrew Miller in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. We need somebody to get us to the, you know, to Allen, our closer at this point, but strained hamstring. And if you don't take that serious hamstrings will linger all season long. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how long he's out. He's on the 10 day right now. There's no way he's not going to, he's not going to like go to the 60 day or anything like that. But as long as he can take a couple weeks, get that hamstring correct. And he's a powerful pitcher and you need to, you know, have that base and that core down. I mean, as long as we can have him healthy come June, I think we'll be good for the stretch. You know, he has that Randy Johnson frame. Um, did I see correctly that he was uh, for rehabilitation option back to AAA? Ooh, I, if you saw that, you beat me to the punch on that one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops down here in Columbus. Um, I think uh, in a, about another week, we are have a big home stretch here in Columbus. Uh, we're out this week, um, out of town. I can't remember who we're playing. I think we're traveling to Indianapolis, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, he, if he's going to pitch, it's either going to be in Akron or uh, Columbus, honestly, because they're not going to send him on the road anywhere. Right, right, right. Um, so uh, you said about 10-day kind of recovery there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess he's probably going to push the two- to three-week, honestly. He's just on the 10-day DL. I haven't heard much of an update on his health, honestly. It's, you know, he, he's been, you know, working and stuff, but it's been more frustrating from what I understand for him. Um, not concerning. It's just more of a frustration thing where it's lingering. So there's no big tear. It's just a 
you know, a good strain. You got to let it heal. There's nothing you can do with the hamstring, but let it heal. Yep. This uh, kind of brings us to an interesting discussion with the trade deadline. I know that's, that's a couple months away, but do you see the bullpen as uh, an area that we're going to be looking to, to bolster here? Uh, is this a preview of maybe something that's to come? I, you know what? Yes, 100%. I have no doubt we're going to be looking for bullpen help, and it could be sooner than later, honestly. Um, you know, relying everything on Miller to get us to the ninth inning, I, I think that's a recipe for disaster right now. We, um, we ended up letting Brian Shaw go. I think he signed with Colorado this offseason. He was a guy, I mean, as much as sometimes he would give up a big hit here and there, he was a guy that would get us, you know, to that seventh, eighth, ninth inning and everything. Um, we don't have a Brian Shaw right now this year. It's just not happening. Um, but as far as like trading for a, you know, middle reliever, a good solid middle reliever, that's, I cannot name a person right now. It's just way too early. Everybody's, you know, in competition except for the uh, Reds and the Marlins. Um, everybody, you know, they're ready. You know, everybody thinks they're a contender at this point. So give it another month. You're going to start seeing the um, pretenders weed themselves out. You're going to get some players, you know, rumors going around and such and, you know, we'll see what we got. But honestly, as far as um, trade deadline, I wouldn't be shocked right now. We have a big roster decision coming up this week on Thursday. Um, as far as the DL, Gio Urshela is here in Columbus, and he's been rehabbing. And he's actually, you know, been hitting the ball here lately, and he's one of our uh, better defensive uh, infielders. Fantastic defensive infielder. Let me rephrase that. Um, but coming out of spring training, he was injured. And so the roster spot went between him and Eric Gonzalez. And Eric Gonzalez obviously is – you know, on the big league roster right now, but both players are out of options. So they can't be sent back to the minor league without having to clear waivers. And I can't tell you which one, you know, really what happens when you do something like this, you don't hope for injury, but if somebody gets injured here over the next couple of days, then that kind of solves this problem for just a few more, you know, a few yeah. more days. Yeah. Um, Cause then they'll bring your up and you know, they'll have both Urshela and Gonzalez. But if I had to, if I was a betting man and had to put some money on it right now, I'm going to guess that we're going to have to uh, designate a sign for assignment, uh, Eric Gonzalez, because I think Urshela, while they're both superb defensive players, and Francona loves both of them, I think Urshela has the better bat right now. And let's talk about the farm system. How how is the Indians' farm system looking, Joel? You know what? We had a fantastic week this week, Chase. Um, our single A team here in Lake County threw. Uh, we actually had two pitchers combined for a no hitter. Um, Hi yo. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily see a lot of that in the uh, minor leagues, honestly. And, it's, you know, when you do see it, it is most of the time uh, combined uh, pitchers and stuff because you don't want these kids, you know, they're young, their bodies are still developing. Um, I say kids, you know, they're, you know, mm -hmm. 19, 20, you know, early 20s and such, but their bodies are still developing. To be a major league pitcher and throw, you know, 100-plus pitches every game, that takes time and stamina. And there's still guys in the big leagues who still can't do that. Uh, but we had two guys uh, – you know, this week, a combined in the, for Lake County captains, Francisco Perez and James Karinchak, uh, no-hitter, huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. I know they walked like five or six guys, but anytime you're pitching, you throw no-hitter, that's a special accomplishment. That's yeah. something those guys should remember for a long time. Yeah, make these uh, other other teams take notice that, oh, we call them up and give them another shot. Like, that, that's, that's, that's no joke, like you said. Anytime – I mean, these guys have talent. These guys are playing in the farm system for a reason, and you combine for no hitters. Got to make the teams that you're trying to get up there uh, take notice. I know I heard about it. Yeah, and Francisco Perez is one of our top prospects as well. Um, and to have that on your resume and the confidence that it gives you, honestly, as you move up the ladder, you know, going to Akron and Double A, going to Columbus for Triple A, 
I mean, that's just fantastic that he's got that right now. And, you know, we'll just see where they uh, go from here and see if um, one of those guys, will be, you know, move up to double A this year and hopefully keep developing. And when that Kluber contract comes up and that Bauer contract comes up, hopefully it's next man up. Yep. So uh, does the farm system league mirror the major leagues as far as scheduling goes? Like they, is it their league shorter or when does their season end? Oh, their season will end uh, much sooner. So typically um, end of August is when minor league season will end beginning of September. And that's where you hear the term September call-ups. So when you have the minor league teams in the playoffs, they'll play in September and such. Uh, but then you'll have the quote unquote September call-ups. Uh, of some you know guys that they want to get some big league experience for that last month of the year gotcha. and so the the season is shorter they're all playing right now I know that the Clippers are um, 10 and 12 currently um, second no excuse me third in their division um, kind of a rough down year um, for Columbus and such but you know that's what happens when you have all the good players in the big leagues and in Cleveland and stuff um, Akron is actually doing a little bit better. They're 13 and 10. They're second in the division. I see some good things in Akron. The teams are heating, heating up there. And, you know, those are young guys. Double A is kind of like that French part where you're, you got called up there because you're ready to make the jump and, you know, develop this year or, you know, it's kind of hit or hit or miss. I mean, you've got to do it in double A before you can move. Um, right. And then Lake County, a lot of young guys. I mean, you're just really developing there. Um, I know there are 500 record right now, 11, 11, um, but it's, you know, I don't pay too much attention to the record in Lake County. What I look for are the special stats and stuff like the no-hitter, you know, how guys are, you know, playing crunch time, hitting with runners in scoring position. I'm looking at their OPS and everything, things like that. It's the double-A and maybe some of the guys in triple-A that I want to keep an eye on to see what, how we're going to develop into Cleveland. So let's look ahead to next week with our series. We're finishing our series against the Rangers, and we have a doubleheader against the Blue Jays and the Yankees. What do you see us – what kind of damage do you see us doing next week in our games coming up? Oh, it's the doubleheader with the Blue Jays, Chase. That well, is a makeup from, I believe, mid-April because we got snowed out twice, two games in a row. So it's kind of put – you know, that's supposed to be our off day. Uh, so we're actually playing a doubleheader that Thursday. And, you know, it's going to put a big bind on our pitching staff before we head to New York, unfortunately. Yep. I mean, that's not anything to uh, flinch about. With and me. least we overlook the uh, playoff hopeful Rangers, Joel. That's, that's right. I, we're going to coin them playoff hopeful Rangers. Although I could be eating crow, Chase. You never know. I mean, baseball is a funny sport. So I'm just trying to really save face on my end. I might mention them every episode. <laughs> every episode, yes. Um, if – since we did it last week, if I have to guess, we've already uh, taken one from the Rangers. I'm going to guess we're going to take two or three. Uh, typically, double headers. Those are so tough, man. We'll probably split that double header. Although I don't know what the Blue Jays' schedule is. I don't know if they've had an off day this week or not yet. And then the Yankees. I don't know how that pitching aligns currently right now. I'm guessing Bauer's going to pitch one of those, which makes me happy since Bauer pitched last night. So he'll probably be on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say we're going to take two or three from the Yankees. I think uh, now the Yankees are very, very high expectations. <laughs> Yankees are doing fantastic this year. They're 18 and 10. They're only behind the Red Sox right now who are red hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go on a limb saying, I believe our bats are heating up. I've been giving Joe Boo some rum daily, waking the bats up. I've been uh, putting hats on bats, keeping bats warm. And with last night and uh, J Ram starting us off, uh, you know, getting the runs in to put us over the top of the Rangers. I think the bats are going to heat up. And I'm going to say we're only we're going to go the rest of the week. I'm going to say we're going to go five and three. 
Ooh, I love it. I, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm really looking forward to those Yankees games. I think it's going to be a great barometer where we're at. And really, the Yankees' strengths are, uh, really go well against our strengths, right? Like, their strengths are their hitting. And our strengths is our bullpen. And uh, I think it's going to be a great kind of boxing match to kind of see where we stack here in the, in the beginning part of May. I think that's a fantastic way to put it. So when you, uh, you get guys like Kluber and Bauer out there, you know, our top pitchers and maybe even Carrasco, I've got to see how that lines up. You know, our top pitchers out there playing this top of the lineup with uh, Sanchez and, uh, oh, wow, I just – Judge. Like, J- Jeff, John Carlos Judge, Stanton. Uh, man, thank you for naming the Yankees. I don't know why yeah, I just drew yeah. a blank on that one. I got you, man. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, having that stacked lineup, see how our pitchers do against them, yeah. I think it's going to be great. And then, you know, more I read about Bauer and his offseason that he had, I mean, I want to touch on this later on in future episodes, but the mechanics, everything he does, meticulous, what he's doing and learning new pitches. He threw a nasty, some nasty curveballs last night that, I mean, some of those guys should just retire now. They ain't going to touch that. <laughs> well, that is great. Joel, that just about does it for a Swing and a Tribe MLB podcast. Do you have any final thoughts before we uh, head back to the dugout? Final thought is, I've said it last week, but I think I'm going to stick to it now. Bats are heating up. It's May 1st. We are ready to get rolling here. Bats are going to heat up. J-Ram, I think you're going to see him in the MVP conversation this year. I don't think that's going out on a limb. I know Lindor is the face of our franchise, um, but it took uh, – J-Ram had a slow start the season. Took, I don't know if he went about a week without actually having a hit. Uh, now he's you know been raking the ball. Homers, doubles you know, hitting in the high 300s right now, those last five to 10 games. Well, that sounds great. Do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter at swing and a tribe to catch all the latest news information polls. Uh, We will follow back. We guarantee it. We will respond and reply. We want you, uh, this to be interactive. We want you guys to give us your input, give us your hot takes. And uh, we want you guys to make sure you catch up on the latest uh, tribe content that we can send your way. Joel, thanks for your time today, buddy. Thanks a lot, Chase. I'm looking forward to this weekend with the Yankees. We'll have to, uh, Hopefully recap Monday, maybe even 3-0. Let's go. Go Tribe, baby. Go Tribe.